Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Today, I'm going to talk about how to charge more money for your goods and services. So you may have noticed that when you're buying something, there is a little bit of a conflict of interest between you and the person selling. It feels like the person thinks that his good or service is worth more than the value that you attribute to it. And there's like all these negotiations going on in your head and in their head and sometimes out in the open. And sometimes you would be willing to just concede and just like, oh yeah, it just seems like fine. And other times you're more interested in saying, well, I don't know, it's kind of a lot of money, let's negotiate and so on. So let's talk about this situation from the point of view of the seller. Because, well, obviously I wanna get you to make more money, build your business and increase your prices. So let's talk about it from that point of view. So this is something that's called the endowment effect. So the endowment effect is when you're selling something, it feels like a loss. Up to a point, it feels like a loss because you're losing an item that you have or got and have had for a while and it's just you're slightly attached to it. It's not like a top of mind kind of thing. It's a psychological trigger in your brain. When you have something, you automatically attribute more value to it than someone who's buying it. And this person who's buying it, they automatically attribute less value to it. So what happens then is the price seems too high and the person selling it seems to be unreasonable. So how do you fix this? There's three solutions that you can use to fix the endowment effect in the person buying it so that you're able to charge more money for your product or service. So the first method is to go and look at and put their attention to the attributes of the item you're selling that they haven't noticed yet. So they may have not noticed some features and benefits of the product because they're really focused on, oh my God, it's more than I was willing to pay. But if you put their attention to, I actually want this and there's all these other, uh, other features and benefits that I've noticed and oh my God, I could do all these things with this item, then their attention will be less focused on the price and more focused on the features and benefits that they couldn't or wouldn't notice in the past. Now this is the most well-known and highly, most highly used uh, method. The second method is to compare the price to other things that they have bought in the past. For example, you would say something like, okay, well, uh, for example, you're buying a new car. The car you drove here with, how much did you pay for that? Oh, it was $5,000 more than the current car. Okay, well, wouldn't it be reasonable to spend a little bit less money and you get a better car at the end? You know, this is a very simple example, but you're basically comparing the value of what they've bought before to what you're selling now, to something they're already familiar with. You can also say, well, I charge usually $25,000 to some clients. Other clients, most clients, they pay $15,000 for, you know, a similar service. And some people who are on a small budget, they pay only $5,000, but you know, they also get some value out of it, right? So because you put the price in perspective, what happens is 
that middle price, the 20K price, doesn't seem as bad because there's this huge one, there's this medium one, and there's a small one. The small one, you don't wanna get the cheapest one. The large one, probably that's out of most people's reach, but the middle one seems just right in comparison. And an added benefit is actually that you're giving people a choice, and when people have a choice, they tend to uh, buy more. So the third method is to get people to touch, hold, and imagine owning the product and all the things they would do with the product or service. For example, you would say, what would happen in your life if you built this business? What would happen in your life if you had more free time? What would happen in your life if you went on this holiday? And let them imagine all the things that would happen in their life and all the good emotions that they would feel. And what happens here is you're actually taking away their attention from the present and bringing it to the better future, so their better future that they're going towards. And it's a very powerful sales technique. And this is the least used one, actually. Online marketers and info marketers tend to use this one like way too much, but most salespeople actually don't. But if you, for example, go to Apple and you try to buy an Apple Watch, they'll let you just hold it. They're not gonna push you or anything, but they'll just give it to you, let you put it on, touch it a little bit. And a lot of Apple's sales strategy is actually based on that. If you walk into an Apple shop, there's no salespeople bugging you when you don't wanna get bugged. You can just play around with the iPads, the iPhones, and so on without anyone annoying you for as long as you want, basically. And that actually is enough for a lot of people to go ahead and buy it. And also conveys a lot of confidence in their product and services. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.